Hello. Thank you for watching and listening to You Had Options. Uh, this episode, I have Patty from uh, Dragged In and Brutal Youthon. Uh, we talk about Dragged In's uh, new LP, LP1. I really enjoyed listening to it. Really enjoyed talking to Patty. Um, check out both his bands. Uh, check out uh, Dragged In, uh, their new album on Cursed Blessings Records. Um, check out Brutal Youth on Stomp Records uh, up in Canada. Got a lot of great bands on both those record labels. Yeah. Um, dragged underscore in uh, on Instagram. Brutal Youth 709 on Instagram. Yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Patty. Hope you do enjoy listening to it and watching it. Um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. Yeah. Thank you. you for being here i'm I'm glad thanks for having me yeah of course um have you have you found yourself doing more uh podcasts um in in the age of covid uh you know not enough i've done a couple but really really need to do more yeah we got on um intruder greens podcast oh nice it was a lot of fun yeah yeah Uh, bruce and i did that and um he just wanted to talk about crime the whole time. Like, we'll talk about a record or yeah, I don't know. Okay. we did, we talked about crime and we talked about uh, how Bruce measures time. So how, how does Bruce measure time? Um, in uh, black Sabbath records. <laughs> yeah. It's quite the metric, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess you, you tend to uh, measure time in a more um, traditional sense. Of of minutes and yeah, I'm not nearly as famous Bruce. Yeah, um, so I guess uh, he lives in he lives about uh, two hours away. So um, um, one he was talking about how uh, driving into Toronto, he knows that it's about um, two playthroughs of I forget the 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 record at this point, but there's some Black Sabbath record that he listens to all the time. He's like, yeah, it's about two playthroughs of that. So that's fair. Yeah, and then we just kind of riffed on that for. 45 minutes and crime <laughs> and crime. Uh, so with, uh, with, with dragged in your new LP, yeah. uh, you, it's, it's obviously, uh, when did it come out? It came out 2020, but when exactly? Yeah. Uh, recently, yeah. um, like we only got the physical copies, uh, there like just before December. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's recent. How is the response? Last six months. Uh, good man. Been really good. Yeah. I've been selling a lot of shows. Um, people have just been coming out hand over fist, just like 
constant. No, yeah. uh, no, there's, <laughs> there's, there's lots of been good. There, there have been no shows at, at to sell records right. at, but um, no, it's been good. Um, we've been just like hearing from people that they've been enjoying it, that uh, they like listening to it at the gym, um, which they're also not doing now. So <laughs> really, just like all of this, all of the all the high points are dragged in, like. All, yeah. can't, can't do it anymore. all the proper venues aside to listen from to Bruce driving. Yeah. What's that? Aside from Bruce driving and listening to, to, uh, to Sabbath, like that's it. <laughs> nobody's going to gyms to listen to our record. Nobody's coming to shows to buy our record. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, man. There's a lot of sitting at home, man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I listened through, through a couple of times in, in preparation for this podcast and, uh, uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of mixing of styles, like in a in a good way, not in a uh, not in a clash, not clash the band, but not in a way that these styles you know <laughs> clash together. But they don't work together, yeah. Right. Uh, the I was gonna say on the first song, have you ever been in a uh, in a, a psychobilly band before, Patty? Have I been in a psychobilly band? Yeah. Uh, I played I play guitar in a, in a, like a, yeah, like a surf rock kind of band, mm. which like during, and that was during like the heyday of psychobilly and <laughs> we, we've painted our faces like skeletons. So you got sure. to, uh, yeah. well, the, well, the first song on, on the LP unsinkable, like the core, yeah. the, I don't know if it, I, I forgot what part exactly. It reminded me of like a tiger army song. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, like I don't know, maybe just like a riff or like a, some of the vocals or like the driving. I don't know. Uh, like the uh, I felt like an upright bass could have gone on this part, you know, and it would have sound sounded good. I'll tell Dave. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, to get a, to borrow um, Sean from Creep Show's a, a pal, so I'll see if we can borrow his upright bass when we're recording next. Yeah, just think about it, man. You don't have to commit right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll mull it over for sure. I mean, like table it if you need to. Maybe. Come back around. Uh, we'll, uh, well, before we start recording the next one, we'll send it off to you and see if you have any notes about where psychobilly uh, <laughs> parts might like fit. We can shoe shoehorn some uh, some psychobilly. Sure, yeah. And uh, I think I'm, I'm not a big psychobilly fan. I know the I know the the big names, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, that just that just popped in my brain for some reason. Uh, and obviously, like I know y'all listed Fugazi as one of uh, one of the influences for uh, for this, and I found myself being reminded of Fugazi a whole bunch listening through this album. Because we said it, or because you actually just felt like it were, it was an, it was a fit. Because I felt like it was a fit. <laughs> it's like an old magician trick, right? You just force people to think what you're. Yeah. Oh no! Like on. Uh, let me see. Uh, on "Hear Me Out," that was one that hit. Uh, I think the when you're doing your singing singing parts that remind me a lot of Fugazi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. so this is y'all's first LP. This is our first LP. We have two EPs that we've released, uh, in 20, 
16, yeah. I think. Yeah, this is the first this is the first full length. And this is the first um release that's been like with a anyone who like the other two were self-released and this one somebody actually like was interested enough in putting some uh some money and some effort behind it, which was really cool. Al right. from do you know Trigger Happy? The Almighty Trigger Happy? Uh I don't. Okay. Uh like big band here in toronto uh, okay. a canadian band from the from the 90s okay. um but yeah so al sings in the almighty trigger happy and he started a record label called cursed blessings and uh yeah if you get a chance check them out they're they're excellent yeah uh yeah so um was this was this just the right time to put out the lp or or it's a terrible time to do anything right exactly right um, we just, I mean, we, we, we started recording in 2018 and, okay. uh, we finished it and like Al had been coming to a lot of shows and, um, I guess we started talking about putting it out and this was like before everything happened in 20. So in 2019, I guess like in the summer, Al was like, yeah, we want to put it out. And we're like, yeah, cool. And we got him all the, the mixes and stuff. And, um, Jerry Farley, who did a bunch of stuff for like sick of it all and, um, he's, he's a pal of Dave's and he, we, we, we worked with him to mix it. We got all the mixes back and then COVID happened and, uh, um, Al had already, uh, committed to putting it out and he still wanted to do it, um, because he's a man of integrity. And so we, we did, nice. um, he's not in the band integrity, but yeah. <laughs> right. He's a man of integrity. Right. Uh, yeah. Did uh was there any talk of postponing release until after COVID? We kicked around the idea, um, but it it had it was already gone to press at that point. We were supposed to do a couple of shows here in Canada with Sick of It All and um, Agnostic Front, hmm. which we were really excited about, and then those sort of fell through because every show in the history of last year fell through. Right, so we were no exception. And, um, yeah, so, so we, we still, we put it out and it was like, okay, well, you know, bad timing, but, um, it's out, it's ready to go. It's, we've been telling people that it's coming out. So let's honor that and, um, give people something to listen to in their houses and a reason to scream other than being locked up. Right. Oh, shit. Um, wow. So, uh. You you are also in another group called Brutal yeah. Youth. Yes, yes, um, I am. <laughs> I, I do. I sing in Brutal Youth as well. Yes, right. I, I asked that in a very weird way. I don't. I don't know why I said it that way. But um, <laughs> I might have answered it in a weird way. I, one of us was being weird for sure. I'll, I'll, the onus is on me. <laughs> uh, and I, I saw you guys are um, recording or getting prepared to record a, a, a new full length. Is that right? That's true. Yeah. We just, um, so all of the instrumentation is done. I'm finishing up the lyrics for one more song and then we've got to do some like backups and gang vocals and try and convince friends of ours to come in and, um, sing on it. Hopefully we can get some, like some guest vocals or at least some guest gang vocals. And, uh, and yeah, we're, we're slate. I don't know when it's going to come out. Um, 
we had hoped that it would be in May, uh, because Pusa Fest is in May. Right. Um, so do you know Pusa Fest? Yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. In Montreal. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like Canada's answer to the fest in, That's right. in Florida. So, um, yeah. Uh, or version of, I don't know. Anyway, it's the, so the guys, um, at stomp records who like stomp is our label here. Um, they're fantastic and they wanted to put it out in May to just sort of like have it, you know, released around the same time. But Pusa Fest is not happening this year. I don't believe I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't, I don't assume that, uh, one, it would be safe. And two, I don't imagine that the pandemic is going to be over by that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure the release date for that is kind of hanging, but that's sort of a good thing because I'm not finished writing lyrics yet. And it <laughs> yeah. Gives me some time to, yeah. So, um, but like Matt, the, do you know the band, the planet smashers? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt is the singer in the planet smashers and he runs stomp records and he called me and he was like, Hey, what's going on with the record? Like, we're really excited to hear it. And I was like, man, I, I got seven songs that are done and the rest, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, he's like, okay, well like, what if I give you like a deadline? It's like, uh, we can try that and see if it works, but I don't know. Uh, but man, they're, they're so nice and like just super chill. And he was like, okay, well let's like shoot for the end of, uh, March. And if we got to push it back, we'll push it back. That's fine. But like, let's try and record it by then, you know? So, um, so yeah, I've been really like working and pushing and, um, Steve Risen, uh, at drive studios has been doing it and he's awesome to work with. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's actually, it's been like a really frustrating project because I felt like we started it too early. Um, I didn't, cause I didn't have lyrics written for anything. Uh, but the people who have been a part of the project have just been like awesome, just really supportive. Yeah. Like the guys in the band even right. have been, you know, just like everyone's been like championing the process. And uh, so it's been a real joy through all, through all of my own, frustration personally to just like get this thing uh not only done but like be have something that i'm proud of right right which is what's holding which is what's holding everything up it's just like that's the bottleneck is like are these lyrics good enough do i feel good enough about these songs um but yeah like everyone in, in the in the background has been just uh, incredible to be yeah to have them as part of the project so it's been cool nice so yeah, really, it's, that's the long answer to, to your question. The Love short it. answer is yes, we have a record coming out. <laughs> uh, are you the type of songwriter that um, constantly goes back over your lyrics, like when you're writing them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like I'll I'll sit down and because um, like my favorite part of, of of an album is you know reading through the liner notes and like hearing the lyrics and, and like interpreting them. And, and, uh, so like, it's always been important to me to, um, to shoot for, like, I'm not on the, on the level of like, uh, like John K. Sampson from the weaker thens is like a huge influence for me. And, okay. and, um, like Chris Hanna from propaganda and, um, like just the, the amount of, thought that goes into crafting words like that um has i've always really admired right uh 
yeah, so like it's important to me and and also like that I'm I'm nowhere near that caliber, but like I would like to that's what I you know, it's where I want like I wanna be there. Right. That's what I would love to be in that sort of upper echelon of like lyricists and, and poets. Right. I th- yeah. yeah. I think uh I think that's a long winded way of saying yes, lyrics are important to me. <laughs> You're gonna get a lot of long-winded answers. Man, I love it. I I love, man, I got, you know, I've said it before. I got nothing but uh, time and hard drive space. You know, uh, perfect. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing I love, it's chewing up hard drive space. <laughs> uh, we're doing it, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I started. I was never super into propaganda, but um, during, uh, not you know, not from like for any reason i just never really got into them um but during uh during COVID, i started listening to them um like um I, uh, what was their last album uh victory lap yeah I, man yeah i was listening to that a whole lot uh and just the like you said like the lyrical content is wild <laughs> all all the instrumentation is wild it's just yeah. like how I realize it's a, you know, four, four piece. So it's all every piece coming together, but it's just insane to me how these four different people can make this one thing, you know, into a crazy mashup. They're absolutely incredible. Yeah. He's, and like I said, he's, you know, he's in that sort of top tier in terms of like people who can write. There's a lot. I mean, like there are, there are tons of bands who I look up to in terms of like, you know, their lyricism. Like, I love uh, MTX, like Mr. T Experience. Oh, uh, Dr. Frank. Dr. Frank. Yeah. Man, that guy, and that guy <laughs> writes uh, the the best bridges of like any songwriter. There's not, like, every time I listen to an MTX song or even like his solo stuff, I'm like, man, where does this guy find these bridges? Yeah. Um, can I can I bring up one of my favorite bands to you that also happens to yes. be a Canadian band? And I yes, want I want to get I want to I want to see uh, ha- hear your thoughts since you brought up uh, Mr. T Experience. Um, Chicks yeah. Dig It is one of my favorite bands. Uh, Chicks Dig It, great, um, great band. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to begin. Uh, with let me uh, count the ways that I love Chicks Dig It. But um, are there any Let's bands? Do. <laughs> Two, three, four. Is uh, are there any bands? Oh, I thought you were going to start listing them. Oh, well, I mean, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah, K- KJ is seems like a really nice guy. The singer. He does seem like a really nice guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so many good songs. I hate basketball is like one of my favorite songs ever. Um, <laughs> but I do like basketball. Like since you got a dog. Yeah, since you got a dog, nobody wants to hang around you. Love it. Yeah, all the all the lyrics are so good and like they're silly, but they're real. And then there's I don't you know it's it's tough to explain. Uh, but are there any bands? I, I love the way that, like his delivery. I just love the I love the way he sings. Yeah, it's sort of like it's got like this sort of laid back quality about it. Right. Um, yeah. Funny story about Chicks Dig It. it when I was, I think I was like, I'm maybe like 13, 14 years old. Right. I grew up in a really small town, a really isolated town. 
What town? Uh, it's called Wabush. It's in it's in Labrador. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, super isolated. Um, it's uh, it's about eight hours to anywhere else by like just dirt road. There's there's like there's nothing around. There's more. Um, there's more reindeer than people in the, in the province. Right. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I was on, I was on vacation with my family. My, my dad was a teacher growing up and my mom also worked in like the school system. So we got summers off every year and, uh, and my parents bought like an RV. And so we would travel for two months of the year every year. Nice. And, um, and we were in St. John, New Brunswick and Chicks Diggit were playing a show and I was 14 years old. And like, I wanted, I really, I had never been to a, like a concert before because I grew up in a place where like bands didn't come. It was, right. you know, it was like a, a cultural void. Right. And, uh, so I was walking by, I was like, Oh, Chicks Diggit. I, I had just heard them on like an Honest Don's comp. All right. um, and I was like, Oh, I really want to go see this band. I've never, like they're, they're on a compilation that I just bought and like, they're cool. And so, I went and like went to take some money out of my bank account and I had no, I was a kid. So I had no money in my bank account. Uh, so I like walked to the, uh, we were staying at this campground. I walked to this campground. I was like, mom, dad, can I have $15 to go to this show? And they're like, no, you're going to get stabbed. Like this, we're not, we're not letting you. So yeah, it was really like a big thing where my parents were really scared that I was going to get right. stabbed at a concert. So I wasn't allowed to go to see chicks to get, oh. I was really mad. I was really mad. Well, they, and, uh, yeah. Well, they just heard you're going to a punk show. That's my <laughs> yeah. And then Brutal Youth got to open for KJ. He came through, I don't know, uh, like six years ago, seven years ago, doing some solo stuff and, and Brutal Youth got to open for him and, uh, it all came full circle, man. Shit. And I didn't get stabbed. <laughs> well, that's good. He didn't stab you. That's nice. Yeah. Not once. Right. I've never been stabbed at a punk. Like, for all of the stabbing that my parents thought went on at punk shows, I have not been stabbed a single time. I um, I have uh, I haven't been stabbed. I haven't seen a stabbing. I think I no, might. Have, you're right. I haven't even seen one. You're right. I I think I might have seen a knife one time at a show, and that was like I'd had bad vibes about that show going into it anyway. So <laughs> yeah, like I've played a lot of shows. I've been to a lot of shows. I've seen like I've been at festivals like. And there's, I've never seen a knife. There's never been like a knife enthusiast booth or uh, like, yeah, people just trading knives in the back alley behind like, <laughs> there's never, never, never um, once. Uh, For all the stabbing that my parents thought was going to happen, I'm still alive and I've got no holes. I mean, I've got some holes, but they're not from stabbing. Patty, this is, this is a, this is a family podcast. No. Um, did Did you ever play Streets of Rage on Sega Genesis? I was a Super Nintendo guy, so no. Mm. Damn. Well, I'll go ahead and just end the podcast here. We're at a, a cool yeah, twenty three right. minutes. <laughs> <Nice talking. laughs> no, there's a there's this game called Streets of Rage that I played as a kid, and there's a a, a stabby guy. Is it is it a side scroller that. Uh, you were going through the street fighting uh, ne'er do wells, and there was a uh, yeah, okay, a, a knife guy. Um, is 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 there a band? I played a lot of Double Dragon, so like I'm and I'm like I'm familiar enough with Streets of Rage, or at least like as a concept. But uh, 
Like I know the side, I know the side scroll and beat em up genre. Right. And I've definitely encountered some knife wielding ne'er do wells in them, just not specifically Streets of Rage. Right. Um, uh, with, with COVID, have, has there been any, uh, been any, uh, new hobbies that, that you have picked up or something you thought you would not have done otherwise? Uh, new hobbies. No, I got a dog. Hey, you so, got a dog. Nobody wants to hang around I you. I got a dog. Yeah. Nobody wants to hang around me now since I got a dog. It's not you. Uh, it's your dog, Patty. I'm telling you. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I got a dog, so I go on a lot of walks. Um, I go to the park a lot. Yeah. I guess. I don't know if walking is a habit so or like a hobby. Right. Could be. Um, but yeah, like listening, listening to a lot of podcasts, going to the, going to the dog park, uh, playing a lot of video games. I was looking at building a guitar because uh, you can like buy those guitar building kits that are uh, a pretty yeah. big deal now. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't because I I don't have a lot of space in this apartment and yeah. uh, I've already got enough guitars and I feel like it's just uh, it's just going to take up space and it's not going to sound very good anyway. I'd be like, yeah, I built this thing, but I never play it and I can't sell it. So um, it, it, it feels like it would be... Uh, a mistake, mm. you know, that, that makes sense. Um, but, uh, um, going back to your, your writing style, uh, sure. is, is there a band <laughs> that, uh, or a singer that inspires you that people wouldn't think like uh, a Lady Gaga or, you know, something, something that is outside of the punk, uh, hardcore, hard rock genre? Uh, in terms of writing? Hmm, probably not. Uh, in terms of like what I listen to, then like, yeah. I like a lot of like, um, like I like the Rat Pack and uh, like cool. a lot of like, yeah, like a lot of like 50s rock and roll and uh, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that it influences my my lyrical style per se, because um, what I like about a lot of that stuff is is like it's really simple and catchy and like like it's almost dumb in terms of how how like sort of simple you know it's just like all like bubblegum and baby and right um, um, like breaking up is hard to do and stuff like that, but like. That's all like it's all really polished and really like well written, right. um, just in a way that is is super simplistic, right? Uh, but no, like none of that is particularly, um, it's, it doesn't change the direction that like I'm trying to write because mm. uh, Brutal Youth is Brutal Youth is a lot of uh, sort of I guess self reflection or just like when I started writing, it was like, I want to write, um, about, you know, personal experience and, and have it sort of be like, uh, a diet, like an open sort of diary, I guess. Right. And then with dragged in, I was doing a lot of that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to try and do something different and, uh, got into like bad brains and, um, like just sort of 
uh, like hardcore in, in general, right. I guess. Um, like Youth of Today and uh, mm. Gorilla Biscuits and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to try and write some of this uh, self-help book style hardcore, yeah. which is sort of where the the lyrics from Dragged In come from. It's like that that idea that like the guys from Bad Brains just like opened a self-help book that their dad had and right, the, Nap- songs about it. Napoleon Hill, uh, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was going to bring up Gorilla Biscuits cause I listened, I also, you know, um, I also listened to, uh, the, the latest Brutal Youth album or the last Brutal Youth album. I was like, man, yeah, I hear Gorilla Biscuits in this. Um, I'm not, and admittedly, Definitely. Admittedly, I'm not a uh, humongous uh, hardcore guy, but you know, I I like my I like a couple of them, um, or I know enough about a couple of them. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm picky when it comes to hardcore. Yeah, maybe um, maybe that's what I mean. Maybe yeah, I like hardcore that like is really sort of touched with a lot of punk rock. Yeah. Um, I, when it gets into that sort of like metalish territory, yeah, it does less for me. Right. But like Gorilla Biscuits, seven second, like sick of it all. I love, but, uh, like New York hardcore, a lot of it, um, starts to get to a place that's just like too intense for me. And yeah. I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm just a suburban white kid who it's true. Had a whose family had an RV and we went on vacation every year. This doesn't can't relate. I can't relate. Yeah. I didn't grow up on the street. I mean like this is fucking great. Like man, I've seen sick of it all three or four times live and uh I don't I think that they I think that they're the best live band of all time. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure pretty sure I can say that and it, like it, it, it's true. Um, I don't think there's a better, well, I mean, I've seen weird Al Yankovic live a bunch of times too. And, uh, he might be a close second. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. I think think of it all. Take it. I was going to say they're kings on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I used to be, or I used to listen to the crow mags a lot. And so sure. I, I started, um, you know, however many years ago I started following, um, their bassist, uh, Harley, uh, mm-hmm. on Instagram. And yeah, just going back to like, man, I cannot relate to this, like the lifestyle, you know, of like, uh, yeah. apparently there's a, a, a good, a good beef between, well, not good, but there's a beef between him and, um, the original singer with like, who is the actual Chromax stuff like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, also I've, you know, like you were saying, I've, I'm like, man, I, uh, yeah. Being from suburban Alabama, I cannot relate <laughs> to this yeah. lifestyle. I, I grew up in a house where my parents thought I was going to get stabbed at a, at a, you know, a music concert. And, um, it's just, I was too protected. Yeah. It's that lifestyle is, yeah, way more aggressive than I am that I, I can't, I can't call Like I can't. I'm not. Is it too late? Is it too late for you to accept a, uh, 
more aggressive lifestyle? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe not. I, I live in Toronto now, so yeah. there were way more stabbings here than there were growing up. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure I could run out there and be in the wrong place at the wrong time if I really put my mind to it. I'm here. Uh, yeah. 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 Just draw a big bullseye right. on the chest. But uh, yeah, man, Chromags were in a, like that's one of those bands that I totally understand the appeal. I've heard them a bunch. Right. They're very good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, um, yeah, it's in that pocket for me that's just like, this is too aggressive. Why is everybody yelling? Yeah. And they're really fucking good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I think, I think it was in the, um, I think it was in the, the dragged in video. Y- y'all's most recent video. Uh, there's a death from above poster in y'all's practice space. Okay. Or, that probably belongs to someone who's not in dragged in. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Continue. What, <laughs> what did you want to say about that from above? Well, I was going to be like, I like them a whole lot and I was going to bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. They're from here. Um, they're good. I, you know what? I'm not super well, I'm not super into death from above. Not cause they're not a great band, but just like they don't scratch as particular itch that I have. Yeah. When it comes to listening to music, Greg from Brutal Youth fucking loves that band. Uh, and so I have heard them peripherally when driving in the car with him. Right. And um, I don't find it unpleasant. <laughs> so, you know. That's fair. Yeah, they're good. That's fair. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I, I just, I know, you know what? It's I never like spent the time. I'm sure that if I sat down and, and spent some time listening to their records, I'd be like, oh, this is really, really good. I just, I never did. I never gravitated towards it. So it just didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I know they released a new album. Well, quite a while ago at this point, but whatever, whatever their most recent release is um, four or five years ago. And I remember like driving to a, a brutal youth practice with Greg and he was like, let's listen to this. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and it was very good. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but they're, they're, they're local boys around here. Yeah. Around Toronto. I think actually, um, I think they have a, a, a practice space up near where ours is, or maybe it's in the same building. Um, oh. and that's as close to DFA as I'll ever get. Yeah. It's like, yeah. being impossibly the same four walls. Hell yeah. But, um, the Toronto music scene, is that, uh, it's gotta be huge, right? Yes. It's huge and it's fractured. Like there's, um, there's a lot of really great bands and there's a lot of really great scenes and they're all like weird pockets and okay. like, there's kind of no mixing of the right. tribes and it's strange and, um, yeah. But like, if you come here and you're not from the city, it's awesome. Cause there's so much to do. And if you are from the city, it's weird and ostracizing. At least it has been for me. Um, I can't speak to everyone's experience, but that has been mine. It's just like, there are just these pockets of people and, and it's really difficult to, to bridge those gaps. Yeah. And there are bands that can do it. Uh, we are just for whatever reason, not in that camp. Is uh, 
you've toured all over the world, right? Uh, at least some in, of the world. Like, I, some of the, well, yeah, yeah so Europe and I, I've, so, I mean, like I've seen Europe and I've seen the, uh, the North Americas. Mm. That's about it. Is, is there a place, um, where you're, you're just like in awe from, from tour, like being there? Yeah. I, every time we have been in Prague, it's just been like in the Czech Republic, like right. it's beautiful. Uh, like we played a show there at a cafe, like it's a cafe in the middle of this park. And, and I played there on my 30th birthday. I had just had knee surgery and we were in Europe and like, I had just had my ACL repaired. Um, and like, like a hundred people or 150 people crammed into this tiny little cafe in the middle of this park that apparently they have shows at all the time. And, uh, like they were crowd surfing me and they're crowd surfing other people. And people were like running up against the ceiling. And so the next day we went in, they fed us breakfast and we were just looking at the ceiling. They're like, like all these shoe prints all over. Um, and we played with this band that night and I can't remember for the life. I wish that I remembered their name, but I don't. Um, I, and they were, I think they were Serbian. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, what I do remember is the, the guy came up, they were like, they all had like, they were big mohawks and like ripped shirts and Punk rock. super tight. Yeah. Everything was black and like chains and, um, and the guy came up to me and he was like, is this, is it okay? I don't, we had, we didn't set any house rules. Is it all right to swear on your podcast or is that something you frown hey, on? Go, let it rip. Oh, I can, rip, I can let the motherfuckers rip. Cool. Um, yeah. He came up to me and he was like, you know, when I first saw you guys, I thought you were a bunch of motherfuckers, uh, but then I saw your band play and I thought, oh, these are not motherfuckers at all. You're not motherfuckers to me anymore. I was like, okay, cool, thanks, man. <laughs> like, no idea what to say to that. Right. I guess because we didn't have, you know, funny hair or weird pants or whatever. Because um, right. I was 30 at the time, and I just didn't have – I don't have that kind of pants money to throw around anymore. Those pants are expensive, man. Like, I used to have zebra print pants and pink plaid pants, and, like, yeah. it's a lot of money it was fine when I was living with my parents and, you know, exposable income I, or disposable income. I had plenty of suburban boy disposable income so I could spend it on funny pants. Right. Uh, my dad used to call them my party pants. So I had, I had lots of party pants money, but, uh, started going on tour with bands and like paying my own rent and it, it became more expensive to, to have funny pants. So. Yeah. Funny pants got X from the, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm. And like hair product and shit. It's just like, ah. also, uh, I'm, 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 I'm almost no maintenance. Like I'm pretty low maintenance, but I'm almost no maintenance. So, uh, so yeah, like just doing that, doing my, this just seems like a lot of work. Right. Mm. Wow. Man. Um, it doesn't even seem like, work. I know, I know it's a lot of work because I used to have that. Like when I was in my twenties, like, yeah, fucking mohawks and weird clothes. And it is a lot of work. It doesn't it. seem like, I know it's a lot of work. I know what those guys were going through. So anyway, they told us we weren't motherfuckers and that was really nice. of you. you passed the test. 
it's just, you know, it's nice to be seen. It just feels good when, when someone's like, Hey, I just want you to know that you're not a motherfucker. Like, thank you. Yeah. You were Patty. You guys were this close to be a motherfucker. Yeah. We were close. And then he saw us play our music and he was like, this is not the music of motherfuckers. I've heard that music before and this is not it. You know? Yeah. I know what motherfuckers sound like. And these guys, if they're not it. Mm -mm. Wow. Um, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> your, your question was, is there a place I really liked? And it was Prague. I Prague. like Prague a lot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Man. Uh, wow. Yeah. We, we're, we're coming up on 45 minutes here. What? Really? Patty. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's only been two and a half hours. <laughs> you can, um, yeah, I want you to stay on. Um, yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, do you have any like parting words of, of wisdom or anything you, you just want to say, get off your chest? I mean, based on that, I think don't be a motherfucker is a good one. So yes. Those aren't even my words necessarily. Like that guy kind of came up with it. Shout out. Really? Like we're giving credit where credit's due. It's the guy in the band who I think are from Serbia, but can't remember and don't know the name of that. I played with, uh, at cafe Napolsetsi in Prague, whenever the fuck we played there. So you might be able to find it. Uh, at least, you know, if you, if you want to look up archival posters <laughs> that, they might have probably not. They probably don't have them online. Brutal youth is a big deal to me, but like, I don't know about in the, in the general scheme of things, if people would be like, Oh yeah, no, we've got to archive that poster. This is important. Got a big filing cabinet. Wow. Anyway, don't be a motherfucker. Love it. Seems like good advice. (laughs) Uh, Patty stay on. Uh, but you know, I, I've, I've got an ending where it's, uh, you had options, uh, but you decided to talk to me tonight. And I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was great. I was, um, before I was talking to you, I was watching Kitchen Nightmares. So this is at least more productive. Hell yeah. Well, thank you, guys.